Welcome to the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast. I'm Hank Sveck. This podcast is about helping you uh, learn and understand the different trials and tribulations of converting a 50-acre farm back to nature and a honeybee sanctuary, and how we struggle to continue to be servant beekeepers. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about one one variable that it seems really simple to do, but for some reason most of us don't do it. And, and, and I think part of it is because of the space we have. But the second thing has to do with convenience, and I've got to confess I even made mistakes here on the farm with this. Some time ago, Seeley, the incredible researcher of honeybees, discovered that if you if you keep hives apart, they're more likely to survive. And in his research, and you can dig it up, he talks about the fact that he did a study where he had a group of bees uh, in an apiary where they were close together as we usually have them, and another apiary, uh, another apiary basically where they were, I believe, up to 100 feet apart. And the research, there's clinical research, I would call it, that specifically indicated that 100 feet seems to be the magic. Now, what bees do, uh, and there's a significant number of bees that do this, there's a lot of drift. So when they come back from foraging, they go to the wrong hive. And some studies say 15 plus 25%, whatever, of the time this happens. And there's also some evidence that queens, when they come back from their mating flight, sometimes make a mistake, go to the wrong hive and get killed. Um... We all have trouble believing this because we think they're so precise and incredible and they have all but but the truth of the matter is they do they do do that and that may explain why sometimes bees will not make it after you do a split or after they um you know create a new queen so the study by Seeley, which which you know i'm such an idiot i should have just followed his advice um, suggested if you leave the bees alone, in other words, if you take a group of bees and put them close together in an apiary or, and take another group of bees and separate them by about 100 feet between each hive, the survival rate for the separated bees is something like 80%, and the survival rate of the other bees is something like 10 or 20% when they're not treated. Now, I'm, I'm just giving you some ballpark numbers there, but it's really significant. So when we looked at our hives this year and we, we got into the fall season and we started to evaluate strength and who's going to make it through the summer, sure enough, um, in our system, they are spread apart, but every once in a while I'll have a couple hives fairly close together because it's in the bush or we've cut out a path and it just seems, it's actually for convenience. And it turns out that those were uh, least likely to survive when you combine it with the um, other issue of being close to the border. So um, being spread apart is absolutely going to happen around here. At least, I'm probably thinking 75 to 100 feet apart on every hive we have. There's no sense in doing it otherwise because it's a clear way to help them. Remember, uh, Seeley's work when he looked at feral or wild bees determined that you know they're usually a kilometer apart or more. Now the second part that really comes into play is we talk about robbing behavior. So when bees are very close together, I think they're they're stressed because they're not used to that. They don't want to be that close. Um, and we've made the mistake of putting a couple log hives fairly close together, and they've never made it. Not one of those hives has has ever gone through a winter and survived to spring, whereas our other hives have. And the other issue is uh, some of those um, 
hives are in too much shade, I think. Shade doesn't work for bees. They need sun in February so that they can heat up a bit and go out and do an elimination flight. And so the, the robbing behavior is extremely important to understand that, that some bees who have intact queens, who are just not quite, you know, as large as some other hives or may have some, be going through a brood cycle or whatever, they may have just, um, you know, brought in a new queen, whatever's going on, they're not as strong, they get attacked because they're so close to these other hives, particularly in, in our case, it was uh, late October, November when um, we had some warm days. So, so the bees generally do need more space. Now, the question is, how do you do that? Well, pretty tough if you're doing it in your backyard or you've only got an acre or you've got a, a very small space. But I think if we don't spread them apart, we're going to be um, adding to the variable that these hives will not survive. The other part that I really... So that has to do with hive distance in the model that we've discovered in working here on the farm. Um, hive factors uh, also include the construction of the hive. We've been through that. Having a moisture blanket on top is in our in our climate is extremely important. And in some cases, when I think the wool is going to be exceptional because it provides that added insulation, not just moisture, uh, being able to you know wick the moisture off, but also to be able to help with um, with insulation from the cold. And we leave that on uh, all, all year round. There's another piece that we really don't understand because we're all kind of in it uh, when, when we look at variables. And, and it's really not even part of the model. It's just sort of an overlining uh, kind of screen you put over everything. And that is the changing in the climate. And I don't know if this is going to be a pattern long term, but this November we had some very warm days where there was nothing to forage because we had had some frost. We had a few, uh, we had some goldenrod, we had a little bit of aster left, and I did some videos on Instagram about that. But generally speaking, there wasn't enough for the bees. So they really got serious about robbing. Um, and we probably had four or five highs robbed um, just during that warm week in November. And I think that, you know, the strategy that the bees are going to have to have to survive this if, the, if it continues to be warm later is to be able to, you know, fight off the robbers. And we saw one of our hives create this um, entrance ball, if you will, so that it was impossible to get in unless you were being from that hive and crawled through all the different, you know, bees that were blocking the entrance where they could certainly... Uh, tell whether or not you were with that hive by the pheromone on you, and if not, uh, repel you. So I think there's going to be more strategies for successful bees to survive if this weather continues, and that's probably the most important thing that we saw externally. I also wonder about the queen and the number of foragers we still saw in November. You would think they'd all be, um, you know, winter bees, but it looked like some of the some of the uh, foragers either hatched later or were actually able to live a bit longer, which may explain why there was foraging going on in November. I'm not sure about any of this, but there seems to be an adjustment happening with the highs when it comes to warmer, later weather here in our climate. Um, not sure how bees adjust. You know, when bees are in a place like, you know, Carolina or Florida where it's fairly warm all the time, they probably haven't had to adapt to our weather. Now, the concern is 
if there's fluctuations our bees make some changes and adapt and then we start getting hit with extremely cold weather early which is possible which would then wipe out that part of nature which is not unusual in nature when things change so we'll keep an eye on that so I, I think you want to look at this really simple technique of just keeping your hives apart it means you're going to have to walk farther in my case all through this 50 acres all over the place because we're going to have to find different isolated spots that have sun for part of the day it's really important facing south here and sun for part of the day so I'll, I'll let you know how that works out but that's another one of our discoveries and looking at the research here on the farm very simple I should have known to start another big mistake but fortunately we have enough hives spread out that looks like we're going into the winter with some 25 of them hives and hopefully we'll come out with at least 10 or 15 so that we can continue with the project I'm Hank for the Wildflower Bee Farm. You have an amazing week and we'll talk soon. At Bee Money Simple, our goal is to help you achieve financial freedom. To remind you, remember, you can pick up some swag. All the money from t-shirts and hat sales go directly to our Wildflower Bee Farm. Go to wildflowerbeefarm.com and click on the uh, store button and pick up some swag today.